I feel like it's all we've always had that but at it's at certain points you and I like we've always just been in constant communication but there are some times you know like when like with COVID when all of a sudden it's just like you you just appreciate it that much more when you feel a little bit when it comes in and you're like wow I'm actually really grateful that I have this like it really does like it really helps to to not feel alone that's for sure Becky and Emily are more than just bandmates. They truly believe that they've lived parallel lives before and are connected on a soul level. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and a podcast host, I have learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories may trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to share, but to listen to the stories of others. Thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that I am recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaiaxt, on whose territory I work and live. In the conversation today, we hear the backstory to Hollow Twin, how Becky and Emily met, and where they're at now with life and music. We hear about transitions and grounding practices through the pandemic, and what their creative process is while making music. I was curious about the backstory to Becky and Emily meeting, so that's where we jump in today. We lived very close to each other up Mountain Highway in North Van, so we were both fairly sort of isolated. We were both living kind of you know, we were both living away from our families and, um, I was sort of living at the top of the hill and Becky was, had a place like a little bit lower down. And so like, we'd see each other on the bus. And so the fact that we were just in such close proximity and we were both like separated from our families a little bit, it sort of like brought like this immediate sort of connection. And uh, we felt very, uh, very like at ease with each other. And, um, and so there was one night when we were just like chatting over Facebook Messenger or something. And um, Becky sent me uh, like a SoundCloud link to her singing like an acapella song. I don't remember. What, do you remember what song it was? I can't remember what song it was. I don't remember. It was something very like classic. Anyway, so she sent it to me and... I remember thinking that her voice was just so beautiful and pure and I sort of like a light bulb went off and like it was sort of like well I play guitar and piano like we should jam sometime and so we're going to her place like brought my guitar and uh yeah and we just like we played some covers played like a monkey's song and uh she even had I don't know if like you already had like lyrics ready to go but I remember just like we had like a couple like original songs that we were working on like almost like right off the bat and it just sort of felt very easy and yeah so we were sort of we sort of became friends and bandmates very soon into the beginning of our time at school together and so we went through our years at Capilano sort of like that kind of intertwined in different different sort of layers Mm -hmm. (laughs) not really so, yeah. Right. Okay. And then you've come up with the name Hollow Twin. So I'd love to know where Hollow Twin came from. So Emily and I both have roots in the Fraser Valley. And so we were trying to find 
a name. So we were originally called Chatterton Eve, which is one of Emily's middle names and then my middle name. And no one could pronounce it or hear it properly. It was, it's, it's very difficult to hear properly. Just, it's just a, you know, complicated word. And um, so we were just finishing a really little tour that we did in 2013 and we were sitting in the airport in Montreal. I distinctly remember just sitting there being like, we need to change our name because everyone in Montreal was calling us like, what were they calling us? I, I remember Chattington Steve. <laughs> so we just like decided, I guess we just kind of were trying to go through words that meant something to us and that represented our connection. And I think that Emily and I feel strongly that we have met before and that because our connection was so strong right from the beginning and because we were so comfortable right from the beginning, we're we're certain we were related or twins in a past life. And so twin came up and then we wanted something to connect us to our roots here in BC and so for the Fraser Valley, we did hollow, which is a synonym of a valley. And it also kind of gave off this haunting mm-hmm. feeling that our music also has. Mm-hmm. Okay, great segue, because I was going to ask when it comes to inspiration and vibe with music and when you're feeling most inspired or what drives your music forward as hollow twin, where does that come from? So, I mean, inspiration for the sound, I think we're very inspired by 60s, 70s, like rock, I would say. So um, Emily, Emily, you can talk about, I guess, Zeppelin. Emily's obsessed with Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. And um, I love Fleetwood Mac. Like Stevie Nicks is my queen. And I think also contemporary, more like folk rock artists as well. But as far as like moving forward with our music, the lyrics for me, when I write them, they come to me, it almost feels like they come to me from somewhere else, like Mm -hmm. above almost. Like I just, like the universe is kind of like feeding me words. And yeah, it's just kind of, it's all from different experiences or feelings that I've had. And then I just piece it all together. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna flip a question to Emily here. I'm curious about COVID and transitions with writing and inspiration and moving forward even as this two-person band and making sure that you're still working on one's self, but also on your your stuff, on your content. So what have you been navigating over the last, oh my God, almost two years? I know, it's crazy. Uh, definitely we, sort of the way we operated like before COVID was like Becky was saying, she, she gets these lyrics and then she puts them together and then she will send them to me. Um, so like usually she will sort of send them in like a, in like a voice memo. And sometimes usually she's got like, she has a, like a melody in, in mind. And sometimes she'll play like some chords along with it. And then she'll send me, so like she sends me a rough little demo And then I sort of take what I hear and, and what I get from it, what, what I sort of like what I hear when I hear it. And then I 
build off of that. Uh, sometimes, you know, we stick with the original maybe chord progression that she has come up with, or sometimes I uh, will change it sometimes slightly, sometimes a lot, but it's, it's sort of different every time. But um, yeah, so during COVID, we sort of just did the same thing. It was because that's sort of how we already were doing it. And so, yeah, she would just continue to send me whatever came to her and uh, I would get it. And I would just sort of put together something that I felt would work and suited the suited the lyrics. And then we just and then we sort of send them back and forth like that. Like, well, here's what I came up with. And then. Yeah, it would just sort of go back and forth through through voice memos over text, really. <laughs> and now I'm going to come up with a question here for you, Becky, is just in the world, existing as a human, the last year and a half, almost two years has been really, really challenging. And so as a creative, as someone who is creating content and channeling your energy, your experiences, these messages, lyrics, as you've said, who's getting these downloads and, and pumping them into music into artwork essentially what are some things that help you regulate yourself when you're feeling super dysregulated and is music one of those for you but I guess that's like a two-part question Mm -hmm. so I recognize that music is one of those ways that you can release but what are some other personal practices that you have that if you're feeling super dysregulated helps you recenter Um, I think one of my biggest ones is being in nature. Mm. Um, So, you know, going to any forested area or to a beach or even just for a walk outside is a really, really huge thing for me. So I, it grounds me, you know, to look at everything and, and just realize, you know, we're all connected and, you know, it makes me also put into perspective like if I'm if I feel I have an issue like okay maybe it's not as big as my brain is making it when I you know it's it's kind of weird to say but I'll look up at a tree and be like okay this tree has been here for how long and and I have this tiny little problem not that anyone not that anyone's problem should be minimized like they're all valid but for me my anxiety makes my problem so massive And to the point where I can't function properly. So I have to go outside and, you know, ground myself and reset and and realize that, you know, we're all connected and and it's going to be okay. And also painting. Mm. I love painting, um, abstract painting. Um, (laughs) No one's going to be able to see this, but you can. The painting behind Emily's head I did Mm. for her. Oh, beautiful. Um, And um, I also work with resin And that was a big thing over COVID is I was making resin jewelry and resin trays and coasters and uh, keychains and just basically anything creative where I'm making something. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to make things. I need to produce things. That's like what I always say to my family. I'm always like, I, I literally can't go a day without creating something because then I just, I feel so just I get depressed. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I get through. Mm -hmm. I love that you're so self-aware with that, because I think that that feeling of being dysregulated or super anxious, super stressed, falling into depression, things like this, that if you haven't explored different areas or tried something new, new experiences, you may not know what helps you Mm -hmm. reset best, you know? So Mm -hmm. I love that you're aware of that. Uh, Just a side note, as an educator, one of the things that we assess or at least monitor within a classroom is self-regulation yet we don't well I say we because it's like a big problem but 
overall in teaching practices. It's not something that is really isolated or taught, you know, how to explore or try new things in order to self-regulate. So that was just something that I was so curious on knowing a bit more about how, what are other ways that a musician releases energy or resets? And in this case for you, it's creating in other ways, which I think is so neat. Yeah, it's, it's something that it's just, I think, I think musicians are creative and I think that there's just to create is really great and to find other ways to do that and I I don't think people need to limit themselves in what they do I think it's great to do multiple things yeah and Emily what about you what are some ways that you reset definitely also nature because that's always uh, just a tried and true way of getting grounded uh for sure but since I, I recently moved, so I'm not, I'm not as close to the nature that I once was. Um, I, I, so sort of that's, I can drive and, and get somewhere, but uh, I've sort of had to go a little bit more inward. So um, I have actually been doing a lot of yoga. That is something that I sort of avoided for a lot of years. And I don't know why, because I think everyone was always telling me to like, do it more. And so that's why I didn't want to do it. Cause I thought it was, I don't, I didn't really understand it. Mm. So I've actually adopted it to where I, I do a little bit every day so that it's become so much a part of me because it has to do a lot with breathing. Um, and so it, that helps a lot with my nervous system, the slow, gentle movement along with breathing is just like huge in order for me to feel aligned. Um, I always thought I never really understood it before, but now I get it. (laughs) So like I have to do at least like 10 minutes every day or else it's just, I can't really function as well. So that's huge for me. And that's pretty much it. I mean, Becky has this like innate ability to like, she's just crazy creative and stuff like that. For me, I think music is definitely where it's, (laughs) where my creativity stops. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, that's where it all goes for me. So other than that, I just do a lot of like either yoga or meditation or going outside in nature. That's pretty much. Yeah. Nature as a parallel. I can totally feel that. Mm -hmm. Hey friends, the safe haven will be right back after this quick break. Okay. So this question just came, I'm not sure where it came from, but I feel really compelled to ask you both, especially in a time of so much isolation is what is something that helps you feel less alone? Um, I guess just like having an open dialogue with friends and like Emily and I message each other every day. I was over at Emily's house yesterday and like having that ongoing <laughs> dialogue. I think we have like pages and pages of, of text messages mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just that communication with your close people. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's all we've always had that but it's it's at certain points you and I like we've always just been in constant communication but there are some times you know like when like with COVID when all of a sudden it's just like you you just appreciate it that much more when you feel a little bit when it comes in and you're like wow I'm actually really grateful that I have this like it really does like it really helps to to not feel alone that's for sure right but yeah I'd probably have to have to agree there totally feel that too. This is fantastic. I'm going to do my three safe haven style questions, but I'm going to flip back and forth. So Emily, we're going to start with you. If I was to ask you, what are you most proud of? 
I think how much I have grown. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it, how much I have grown and how much I've overcome th things through art and just sort of being with myself and self-reflection and gotten to a point where I don't really let like things like my anxiety define me. Um, and I've just found things that bring me a lot of joy. And yeah, I'm very proud of that. Mm. And Becky, what about you? I never, I have imposter syndrome. Mm. So it is very difficult for me to think that I've, that I've accomplished anything, but I have to break, I have to break through this like hard layer of imposter syndrome and like get underneath. And I think that resilience for me is what I'm proud of because I'm not going <laughs> to, I won't get into it because this would be a whole other episode, but <laughs> my life has been, you know, I've seen both sides of the coin and I have had a lot working against me um, in my life. And I think for where I'm at now, I've gotten to a really good point and to be able to face the world with compassion and gratitude, even amongst all of the adversity. I think that's what I'm most proud of. And to be compassionate and understanding to other people. And that I think is the biggest thing to me is to just be kind and gentle with yourself and with other people. Hmm. And my next question, so Becky, we're going to start with you, is what would you like to be known for? I think just kindness and creativity. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I just think that's, you know, I think just being a good person. Yeah, I think that's just, it's simple. Yeah. yeah. Emily, what about you? Uh, I would definitely say making somewhat of a difference, whether it is directly or indirectly sort of meaning whether you're, you know, trying or you're not. For example, like Hollow Twin and music, that is sort of both a direct and indirect way of getting through and connect to people and connecting with them and ultimately making them feel something, which even if it's a good emotion or a bad emotion, at least it's still an emotion. And when, and when that happens, things open up whether you're ready for it or not. And so I think just little bits of being able to create something that like reaches and touches people and makes them feel something mm -hmm. that I would say that for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the last one. So Emily, if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be? I don't know why I thought of this, but there's a vine. There's that guy who's like, I think it's in New York and he's got like that chicken. He's like, love yourself accept yourself and he's like dancing around I don't know that's that came to my mind I mean like I think that's a really strong <laughs> message but I mean overall that's what I would say is just whatever you've got going on just let yourself be who you are and just breathe do your best it's all you can do mm -hmm. you and do your best 
And Becky, if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be? Oh my God, I have so many messages. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the most important thing is to know that your feelings are valid and um, like whatever you're feeling and that also everyone has a place here and that we all have a purpose. And I think that knowing that you're a valued person is really important and that regardless of how you may feel and if you compare yourself to other people which I do all the time Mm -hmm. that you bring something unique and no one else is you I know there's a quote and it's no one else is you and that is your power and I think that's really important and also just be kind to yourself and gentle to yourself I know it's really hard but it's just something that I think we all need to do more Mm -hmm. I'm also laughing at the cat, by the way. I can see Emily laughing at you. He, he's just like, he was yelling at my door and then I had to let him in. And now he's like mad because his <laughs> cup of water is not full enough. <laughs> he's like, oh. he's just here. You know what? That's the whole thing is like how to catch a cat. Just put a box down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've both inspired me to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. It's actually a two-parter. Becky, I'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. So it's two parts. The first one is, What is the biggest thing that you've overcome in the last year and a half? And the other part of it is what is a very simple source of joy for you in any given day? Oh, man, the biggest thing that I've overcome. It's really hard to think of because I feel like time is like not real. Um, Just thinking back on the last year and a half. But I think I've gone through some really deep depressions. And I think getting through those is a huge thing for me. I mean, like, they're just like really dark moments that I've had to get through. And then what brings me joy, something simple that brings me joy, my cat, <laughs> George. <laughs> oh, his name's uh, George. His name is George Feeney uh, after the oh. uh, teacher in Boy Meets World. So funny. He's looking at me. Look at I, yeah, he's, he's looking, Hi. he's like, oh, you're talking about me. Oh yeah. He, he brings me so much joy. Mm, I can understand that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. And Emily, what about you? What is something that you've overcome a huge thing that you've overcome over the last year and a half? And what is one of the easiest, most beautiful, simple things in your life that brings you joy? Sorry, George is so cute. Oh my goodness. He's just the cutest. Everyone needs a George. <laughs> well, I'll start by answering, since we're on the subject of cats, I'll answer the second part of that question first. Mm. Same with me. My everyday source of joy is also my cat. Her name is Marge Bouvier. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and she is very fat and sassy, and I love her to bits. Uh, she just has the biggest most expressive personality and she's just she the funniest thing about her is she is hilarious but takes her she takes herself so so seriously that she's just absolutely ridiculous and hilarious so that brings me a lot of joy I bet (laughs) yeah um the other thing that I have overcome over the past year and a half I would say definitely a lot of mental stuff like definitely I've dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression um but I have overcome some pretty serious health issues over the past uh three months where I sort of 
thought my body was sort of fighting against itself and I lost connection with myself and I didn't know what was going on and I had never felt that way before. And I didn't know what was going to happen if I was able to like get through it or, or whatever, but I made it through with sort of giving myself the time and space to let myself just feel whatever I needed to and to recover. Uh, and I have come out of it with such a huge sense of gratitude. So I'm in a different and probably even better state now than I was before I, before that all happened. So I feel mm. like I've definitely overcome that. I'm still working on it, not hundred percent, but I've, I've definitely overcome that. And uh, it's put me in a, it's sort of like you sometimes have to go through really dark and hard things to reach your sort of higher self. And so, yeah, I feel like that's what's, that's what's happened. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you to both of you. Thank you so much for jumping in for this time with me on the safe haven. I appreciate both of you so, so much. And I need Thank to make you. sure that we grab socials so that people can come and find you online and start yeah. listening ASAP to Hollow Twin. So it's it's literally just at Hollow Twin. Like Instagram is Hollow Twin, Facebook Hollow Twin, Twitter Hollow Twin, mm. HollowTwin.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, everywhere. Okay. Nice and consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's easy to follow. That's great. Thank you both so so much. Thank you. So lovely. Becky and Emily, thank you so much for joining me as guests on The Safe Haven. I look forward to continue listening to the music that you make and to watching your platforms grow. To everyone listening, I recognize the privilege that comes with this platform, and I am committed to creating a brave and inclusive space with intention. If this episode has hit you right in the heart or inspired you in any way, please screenshot the screen while you're listening, send it to your friends, and share it in your Instagram stories. Please be sure to tag us at the Safe Haven Podcast so we can personally thank you for it. If you're able to write a review or leave a juicy five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that really helps this podcast grow. For more great podcasts, check out FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com and I will talk to you next week.